I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. With Boyd Matheson. With all the complaining coming out of Washington of not having enough votes to pass a bill that spends a trillion here or a hundred billion there, or forty billion here, uh, you'd you'd wonder if there was any money left at all. But the federal government is on track to break a record this year, and guess what that is? The feds will take in two point six trillion dollars of income tax payments, the most money it has collected in tax history. So we want to look at why the surge, and while many states are trying to help people by doing interesting things like suspending food or suspending gas taxes, uh, we want to get down to what's the real thing that we ought to be doing, especially as it relates to inflation. And to help us do all of that, Jared Walzak is Vice President of State Projects with the Center for State Tax Policy at the Tax Foundation. Jared, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, let's let's start with the high level first, because we hear all this whining and complaining that we need to spend more money, and and yet we keep running deficits. And help help me understand this: we bring in two point six trillion. That's the most the federal government has ever pulled in in terms of tax payments. How do we get there? And how come we're still uh, running out of month before we uh, run out or running out of money before we run out of month? <laughs> Well, would you believe that no one quite knows? And I know that sounds a bit ridiculous, but the the answer is we all know some of the factors that are driving particularly high income tax collections, not only at the federal level, but also in most states. But even when you add all of those up, economists and forecasters are still scratching their heads saying, how do we have this much? So some things we do know. Uh, One, we've infused the economy with a lot of ready cash, uh, whether it's PPP loans for businesses that made them more profitable, small businesses paying individual income taxes, C corporations paying corporate income taxes, whether it's government checks and and help to individuals, some of which was taxable, uh, stock market returns. And some of that might have been more short-term capital gains, which are taxed at a higher rate. and then inflation, honestly, uh, you know, in inflation, the good news is that people's salaries have generally increased. The bad news is usually not enough to account for inflation. But nonetheless, uh, that's more taxable income in higher brackets. Uh, and in some cases, simply because of all of that, maybe some of the returns have been to middle and higher earners. It's coming in at higher rates. All of this adds up to really high income tax collections. But even when you put it all together, you still have a lot of forecasters saying, but this is higher than that even. And we just don't quite know why. 
Wow. Uh, and so it, it is, uh, it's not for a lack of money problem. It's uh, I think we have a spending problem, I think is what we're getting down to. And and yet even in the in the middle of all of that, and I know this is something that you have talked a lot about of late, Jared, and that is uh, this idea of uh, how do we actually help people the most? And while many are proposing uh, suspending the gas tax or having a food tax holiday or whatever it might be. Just walk us through why that might sound really good as a bumper sticker slogan in a campaign year and why, in terms of results, it might be a little different. Absolutely. You know, if you look at surveys right now, most people say the economy is not looking so great, but I'm doing okay. And that's perfectly reasonable because a lot of us are. Uh, unfortunately, some of this tax relief is being proposed it's not well targeted to those who actually need it, and it doesn't accomplish what tax reform or tax relief is supposed to. Right now, we have a lot of dollars circulating in the economy, and they're chasing after a limited supply of goods. It's one of the reasons why we have inflation, that you know we are constrained on what you can purchase, but not very constrained on the money in the economy. So policies that inject even more cash into the economy, that put more money in people's pockets, chasing after those same set of goods, is going to double down on the inflation and not help very much. If the goal is to use tax cuts or tax relief to actually grow your economy, you want to do it in ways that promote economic growth, that enhance productivity, that change investment patterns, things that are long-term that actually make a difference on the supply side, not just the demand side. These don't do that if we're talking about really grocery tax exemptions or uh, checks, things like that. Those increased demand, inflationary, they don't really help with the supply. Now, there are people who are in need, but you can target that relief. If we need to provide relief for those who are really struggling because of inflation, states are sitting on a lot of cash right now to provide that relief in a targeted way rather than just doubling down on these inflationary policies. Yeah, it seems to me that these uh, sweeping generalities of uh, of government sending checks out or, or whatever it may be uh, just seems to be fueling uh, what everyone is seeing as as the real problem in, in terms of inflation. Uh, so as we look at that, particularly from uh, the state levels, what, what are you seeing in states that are kind of getting things on a maybe a little better path as opposed to those that are just kind of spiraling with uh, no real end in sight? Eight states have cut income taxes this year permanently, not just a one-year one-off you know, rebate check or something like that. Uh, several states are making reforms for better investment uh, opportunities in the state by reducing some of the taxes that usually fall on investment. Uh, they have tried to approach the remote work situation to make their states more attractive to people who want to make that relocation decision. These things are going to pay dividends for the long term, and there are some tax changes you can make that a couple states have looked at and few have adopted that just change the price of investment and therefore enhance productivity. That's what we need to think about right now. How do we close this gap between supply and demand as opposed to how do we just pour money into an already overheating economy? Yeah, it seems to me, especially as we look at some of the things uh, around gas, gas tax holiday, uh, it just seems that uh, all of that is just going to increase demand, which is not going to do a whole lot in terms of uh, keeping the the cost down. Uh, are there other things we should be thinking about as it relates to particularly gas? And, and that, of course, ultimately ends up impacting grocery as well. Those two seem to go hand in hand. And politicians love to talk about both of those things together. Uh, what's the right approach uh, to gas and groceries? 
the difficult answer is that there's not a great tax solution on gas and groceries. I mean, they both make sense to be taxed. The gas tax in particular is paying for the roads. And it's a pretty good tax. It's a user fee or pretty close to it where the amount of wear and tear you're putting on the road, you're roughly paying that to the state. We don't want to sever that link. The states have used a lot of the federal funding they've had during the pandemic to provide relief for those who are struggling the most. And it makes more sense to focus more on that. There's still money out there for those who might be hit really hard by inflation in ways that hit in more than just one category. It's hitting people on groceries. It's hitting them on transportation. It's hitting them on every aspect of consumption than it is to waive the gas tax. I mean, you look at the gas tax compared to what gas prices have risen to anyways. We're talking a couple of dollars of increase per gallon of gas in price. That's, you know, the, the gas tax is a pretty small fraction of that, and it's the part we ought to be paying. There's no reason I shouldn't pay gas tax. There's probably no reason you shouldn't pay gas tax. There are people who are struggling. Let's provide them targeted relief rather than saying that the roads don't get paid for in the proper mechanism anyway, anymore. Yeah, great insight as always. Jared Walzak, Vice President of State Projects with the Center for State Tax Policy at the Tax Foundation. Jared, thanks for joining us today. Thanks as always. Uh, I think that's just so significant as we look at that, that uh, the federal government has never, ever brought in more income tax payments, $2.6 trillion. So when we talk about spending coming out of Washington, D.C., and they're still running at deficits, which means even though they're taking in more money than they ever have in the history of history, it's still not enough because they're spending too much. That's a different kind of conversation we've got to have. Because if everyone says, well, we this is important or this one sounds good or we can justify spending on this uh, in the wake of this incident or that need or, or this global situation, uh, it's easy to do that until you don't have any more money. And I would just remind us all that when you're $30 trillion in debt, you don't have any money. You're out. Uh, and so we've got to have a different kind of conversation there. And so the problem is not everybody paying their fair share. Look, people have paid in $2.6 trillion. You paid it. I paid it. Uh, half of America paid it. And so now let's make sure we spend it right. It's a spending problem. And it's not a conflict problem between Democrats and Republicans. It's a collusion problem uh, because they come around these wonderfully sounding bills and say, well, we can justify spending on that. And so they do. And often they spend too much without sufficient oversight and with no accountability for results. That's the conversation we got to get to. All right, we'll step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, the government and Congress in particular are working on a bipartisan bill to protect your data privacy. Are they getting the details right? It's always in the details. We'll talk about it with Brandon Pugh from R Street coming up next. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. 
In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.